0: Good morning. I, sorry, I was doing my mouth exercises.
1: Fucking weird. <laughs> what
0: are
1: our exercises? So we go, fuck. 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 Fuck, shit, piss. Shit. Fuck. All right, we're ready to go. We're good. Oh, boy.
0: Happy National Donut Day, everybody.
1: National Donut Day. Diabetes for everybody. Yeah, we're fat. I should have got donuts today. I don't know why we didn't. I didn't know it was National Donut Day till like thirty seconds ago. So, well, thanks for telling me. You should have told me earlier. Well, anyway, today we're gonna be talking about the Winchester Mystery House, and specifically Sarah Winchester, because she's really the the house isn't that the house is a big deal, but it's really all about her. The house is
0: just a tourist attraction, pretty much. It was now it is
1: now it is. It was just a
0: woman. Alone with a lot of money and bored out of her fucking mind.
1: A lot of money. A lot.
0: And if the last name rings a bell, Winchester... It's gun money. It's gun money. It's, it's blood the gun, money.
1: The gun that won the West.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, she is the heiress?
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: To the Winchester... Bro,
1: it's crazy. The The daddy did everything... And, and she then, got all of it. And she she literally did nothing. Even her husband didn't do shit. What a fucking gold digger. She didn't know. She came from just as rich of a fucking family. Not as rich, but she came from high class, too. But we're going to get all into her history. That's what we're going to start it out as. But I think we need an intro to intro the podcast. Yeah. Welcome to the Torn Page. Hi. I'm Casey. All right, that's enough of that shit. Let's get to it. All right, Sarah Winchester is who we're talking about today. She was born Sarah Lockwood Pardee. The Pardee family is a Ooh, Pardee! They're a high noble family from New Haven.
0: Ain't no party like a Pardee party.
1: She was the fifth of seven children. Her parents were Leonard Pardee and Sarah Burns. I guess they weren't married. Isn't that... That was a big deal back then, wasn't it, though?
0: I, I think they just kept, like... The names like that to know what families they came from.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. When I first started doing research, there was technically no record of when she was born. They just say it was between 1835 and 1845.
0: I actually did some research earlier and came to find out that she was born in September of 1839.
1: Yeah, Joseph dug into New Haven birth records. I don't know. He's probably hacking then. <laughs> <I mean>. I'm <laughs> But the parties, they were big, they were respectable upper middle class. They weren't upper, upper. Mm. They're upper middle class. Their dad, her dad was a joiner. Okay. Which is, they're basically a carpenter, but they build like fancy shit. Oh. They build, they build stuff that is more elegant and stuff like that than carpenters that build houses and shit. But his business was, he made carriages. Is what he built. And then later, because, you know, everything was made out of wood. We didn't have engines yet. He built carriages. And then later in Civil War is when he really made money, was he made ambulances for the Union Army. Big money. Yeah. But young Sarah, she was considered like a prodigy as a child. She was also hot as shit, apparently, for the times.
0: I mean, looking at that picture that's on her profile
1: right now, I want to
0: bang one out to it. (laughs)
1: Apparently she's a baddie, but by the, by the time she was twelve, she was fluent in Latin, French, Spanish, Italian, and obviously English. Show off. Smart as fuck. She was extremely good with music. She was drawn to like a lot of the classical arts and things like that. With her knowledge, her knowledge of the classical arts. Plus, I'm guessing she played piano or something. They all she did. She was obsessed with the classical the arts of back in the day. I'm guessing. But she was nicknamed the Belle of New Haven because she was hot as fuck and smart as fuck. So everyone was like, hey, she's the Belle, I guess. I don't know. But she had a, a very unique influence on her growing up.
0: She was a pretty party.
1: <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> but right outside New Haven or in New Haven is Yale. At the time, Yale College. It's Yale University now. But... A lot of the people in New Haven coming from Yale, they were all more free think not I wouldn't say free thinking. They were Rosicrucian or Rosicrucian, I believe is how you describe it. And Rosicrucianism is like it's this big thought process or way of thinking where they believe that they possess wisdom that is handed down from ancient times. But it's this—it's this thinking of they possess this wisdom no one else has, and I guess it just comes from smart motherfucking people. A lot of Freemasonry as well. A lot of her family was Freemasons. A lot of people in that were in that Yale University that taught in Yale University were Freemasons. She had uncles, cousins, stuff like that. But she went to young ladies called Collegiate Institute. She was taught by these two the Root brothers. Can't remember their first names. It was the Root brothers, which were Rose Croix Freemasons. They followed the same line of thinking. And that's where her thought process is, is in this Freemason Rosicrucian thought process, which makes a lot of sense later on when you start to think about the house and stuff like that. But While she was at this Institute of Yale, she met the daughter of the daughters, I should say, of Dr. Leonard Woolsey Bacon. No relation to Sir Francis Bacon. But this doctor's sister is the one that wrote the Bacon Doctrine. The one that put it out there that Sir Francis Bacon is the writer of the earlier works of William Shakespeare. Plot twist. So... I don't know how true it is, but it's widely thought of in this like weird thinking community. People really believe that Sir Francis Bacon is actually William Shakespeare.
0: So either he he's Francis Bacon is Shakespeare or Shakespeare had a ghostwriter.
1: There's they say I didn't look too far in this doctrine, but I believe it's the earliest works of William Shakespeare that were written By Sir Francis Bacon. But I don't know exactly. I didn't really look deep into that. Because it doesn't do that much into the story. But just know Sir Francis Bacon is a big fucking part. He's very important. But whenever Sarah read through this Bacon Doctrine. She was already obsessed with Shakespearean work. Of how she was. And she was in that like high class of thinking and fancy people and shit. She really dove deep into this theory of the Baconic masonic doctrines and stuff and she started getting obsessed with like secret encryption techniques uh, numbered ciphers all of that kind of stuff that Francis, Sir Francis Bacon pushed so heavily and created really he created a lot of number ciphers and stuff like that
0: let me tell you somebody came up to me you want to join our brotherhood what do you call it the Baconic Brotherhood I'm in hell yeah I'm in free Bacon? do i get free bacon
1: no fuck you get out of my face <laughs> but she it's like when i started reading into this it really blew my mind because i knew of the story which will we'll, we'll go over the story of the mystery house and why it was built and stuff like that And then i started reading her background and saw that she's an extremely intelligent extremely witty intuitive lady that knew a lot of stuff that really nowadays, this kind of thinking makes you look like a con- conspiracy theorist. Or you're a loony fucker. It's, I mean, that's what conspiracy theorists are.
0: You know, you start babbling on about this stuff that Sarah Winchester was going on about. People would just shrug you off.
1: Yeah, I mean, she eventually, she eventually gravitated towards theosophy. Which was confirmed by, uh, she had a friend at the time named Ralph Rambo cool ass last name but she was like really close to him but he's also a historian so like i think a lot of the true facts about her come from him because she was really close to him and also was a historian so depending on
0: what tier you're in in money wise like sarah winchester was in that middle class so she was upper middle upper middle she wasn't there, but she was there.
1: She didn't have Winchester money yet.
0: Until she had Winchester money.
1: But her family did have money.
0: They had wagon money. They
1: had slaves, probably. Probably one no, or two. They had money. They probably had enough money to have slaves, at least, like a black lady in the house cleaning. So they had that kind of money, but they didn't have like plantation money. The, the point I'm trying
0: to get at is if, you know, somebody walks around this upper middle class talking about theory, 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 fine. You know, they're at their little ball parties and they're yeah. having a good guffaw about it. <laughs> but if people like us did it back then, we would be thrown in the fucking loony bin.
1: Yeah. You'd be put on a fucking stake in Salem, which no witches were burning. Steak. No witches but were burning
0: in Salem. They were all burned in Europe.
1: Yeah. But still, it's. It's the same way if you look at it nowadays. A lot of people with these crazy theories, if they're, you know, like a basement dweller or like someone will look at them like they're fucking crazy.
0: Or if you lock yourself in a room and talking to a microphone for about two hours.
1: Yeah, true. But then you have someone like Elon Musk that truly believes in the simulation. That life is a simulation. You know, if he says it, it's fine. People are like, well, maybe he's a little wild, but he's smart and he's got money. So it's okay. But if Joe on the west side says that shit, he's a crackhead. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's a little weird. But getting back on topic, last thing about her philosophies and stuff is she clung really hard to this uh perspective by Rudolf Steiner. Rudolf Steiner's perspective is Steiner viewed the universe as a vast living organism in which all things are likened to individually evolving units or cells that comprise a greater universal synergistic body that is ever building. That's just a lot of words drawn together. That is constantly building. Ah, uh, ha, ha. She, he believed that the world, everything in the world, worked individually as their own things, but they all worked together to constantly create a an ever-building a ever world. Basically, but that's, that's really how she was brought up. The people she was around, the Freemasons, uh, the Rosicrucianism, uh, the teachings of Sir Francis Bacon. That was her thought process throughout most of her life was this, this outward thinking doctrine of just purely divine. And it's, it's kind of, what is the word? We're telling, no. Foreshadowing? Foreshadowing to her later life.
0: Like the always building.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Now we'll move on to William Winchester, another huge part of the story. That was pretty much, that, that was just Sarah's background. I wanted to cover it, get it out of the way, and then we'll move to the juicy, juicy stuff. Like them having a kid. I wonder if, how juicy. I'm not going to talk about Sarah Winchester's vagina. Hey, do okay. you think
0: uh, William Winchester was so into the business that while they, he was pumping her full of the Winchester goo? That when he came he fired off a couple shots from the raffle?
1: They're not southern. Oh. (laughs) So like I feel like they're more they're they're not from Alabama.
0: Take this goo.
1: (laughs) I feel like he probably loved the company, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it was, you know Ye haul Ye haul heritage over hate. (laughs) 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 But William Winchester, born July 22nd, 1837. Son of Oliver, which Oliver was Daddy Winchester. He's the one that brought the bread. Got the bread. He Originally, he owned a clothing manufacturing company with uh, some partner. I think his name was James. I didn't really care about him. He's not important. But they, they started making all this money. The business was doing great. And Smith & Wesson, I believe tried to create a repeating rifle and it was fucking shit. It was terrible. The, the literally the bullets were just lead pieces hollowed out and they stuffed a cork in the back. They just poured a little gunpowder in it and put a cork in the back and hoped it would fire. It didn't fire. So Oliver bought this division of Smith and Wesson turned into volcanic. Then there was a engineer that he inherited from that company that was like, look, dog, I can make you a lot of fucking money.
0: Let's let's get this let's get this bread. Let's fix these gats.
1: And so he he redeveloped the gun. He gave it a bigger chamber, um a bigger magazine that could hold 17 rounds and truly created the repeating rifle cuz he made a new cartridge. That is what we have today where it's a brass casing, bullet on it. It's rimfire. It fucking shoots.
0: So he Iron Man upgraded him.
1: Hell yeah. And that that guy, his last name was Henry, which is why there's the Henry rifle later on. That's the, the Henry rifle is the gun that won the West. Henry. Yeah. But he, Oliver bought that. And then by, I think, 1866 is when he transitioned to the Winchester Repeating Rifle Company or whatever it's called. But that's how they made so much money is they sold a lot of guns to a lot of people and a lot of people died. Pew, pew,
0: pew. Anyway, you
1: the Winchesters and parties, uh, they knew each other because I think they all went to the same Baptist church in New Haven. It was like New Haven, First Baptist Church, whatever. It's really weird that all these people that have these like weird thoughts and thinking ideas and philosophies still love Jesus. And you think that like these, these weird systems that, they're going into would make them stray away from religion. Because like Freemasons, Freemasons are like, don't talk about religion. When they have their meetings and shit, no religion, no politics. But if you look at them nowadays,
0: it's not majority, but some members of the Masonic temple
1: are politicians, are pastors. That's because it's drifted so far away from where the founding, not the founding fathers, the founding fathers were not Masons. Um, where yeah, don't the, believe Nicolas Cage. The founders didn't want anything to, like, their beliefs and, like, the degrees they followed, which a lot of people don't know what is in here. I did a bunch of research and couldn't find shit because they are so secretive. The only time you can speak out against a brother is if they break the law. That's the only time they're allowed to speak about their brothers in that form. My
0: grandfather was a Mason.
1: I don't want to rant about Freemasons.
0: And I... I never got to meet him. Yeah. But I I have come across uh his, his? His. his Either he was a Mason or a Shriner. I'm pretty sure he was a Mason. Yeah. But he had a an apron. Oh, okay. That he would wear to meetings. And uh I I recently spoke to we were at this little thing, get the music bullshit thing. Alabama concerts man yeah. down in Southside and oh I know what you're talking about yeah they set up tables down there like you know a couple of restaurants where you can win like gift certificates but the Masons were there and they were like join us come play with us join Danny. us forever and ever yeah and you, I, once you're in you never get out yeah uh, it's like blood in blood out <laughs>
1: <laughs> blood in blood out what up fool <laughs> what up what up I thought do was... they jump you in <laughs> But I was talking to one of them. I was like, "Hey, imagine getting your ass beat by like a bunch of forty-year-old dudes in the Masons." That's
0: all the Masons are <laughs> nowadays. Is just those old guys that hang out at Jack's every morning as yeah. soon as they fucking open. The Masons are in there. I mean, there's there.
1: a Mason lodge right next to Jack's.
0: Yeah, and they would just walk across. Yeah, but uh, I talked to one of the Masons. I was like, "Hey, if my, you know, if I had family in the Masons, does that help my chances of getting in?" They're like, we'd have to check our records, make sure that, you know, you were related to them and all that, oh, but yeah. yeah, it would stand a you know, all you got to do is just get someone to recommend you. Oh, okay. Like a member.
1: Yeah. Freemasonry is a lot different now than it was in the 18, mid 1800s, late 1900s, so.
0: Now all you got to do is just get a guy that says, <laughs> you know what?
1: Hey, I. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I let him in. Let him know the secrets of the world. <laughs> I'm sure they don't know shit like that anymore. It's probably like only like the Bohemian Club and shit like that out in California.
0: I would share those secrets on this podcast. I'm just letting everybody know.
1: We're going to send a man inside.
0: Fund this operation by going to Patreon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not pulling Patreon. Anyway, so William and Sarah meet. I just know they get married in 1862. How they meet and all that doesn't really matter. I don't really care too much about William's background because this this is about Sarah. Sarah is what's important. But they got married September 30th, 1862. And then they had a baby four years later. Annie. Named Annie Pardee Winchester. And she died 40 days later. Yep. Of marasmus? I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think that's Malnutrition. It. She died from
0: malnutrition. Basically,
1: her body couldn't. her. She was set up to fail. Her body couldn't metabolize proteins, so severe dehydration sets in, and there's not really shit they can do about it. It's the 1800s, there's not good enough medicine to save the baby. And
0: there's no, like, uh, what we have nowadays, like, if your baby isn't eating, there's no, like, synthetic type of formula to give them, intravenous.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they can give them fluids, stop them from dehydrating. But the baby died 40 days after she was born, and then... About a year later, Oliver dies. Well, no, that was like 14 years later. Holy shit, I'm dumb. In 1880, Oliver died, leaving the Winchester fortune to William. And then a year after that, William dies of tuberculosis at 43. So Sarah Winchester inherits all of the Winchester fortune. She inherits the company. uh, I think it was $20 million. Um, yeah. Up front, she got $20 million, which is half a billion today.
0: Yeah, it's about uh, $500,000,000.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fucking money. Plus, she got 50% stock, which is $1K a day in royalties, which is like... 25 grand it is a day. Uh, uh, twenty
0: thousand to twenty five thousand dollars a day in, in now money
1: yeah a lot of money and after that happened she she moved to California in 1884 he died in 1881 so there's like three years of time just missing from her life uh, no one really knows what she was doing I think in, 1886 the New Haven Records uh, Said that she moved To Europe But she was in California in 1884 So she, a lot of people think She said that she was leaving to Europe There's no truth of Where she went But there are theories And since she was In this line of thinking with the Theosophy and Rosicrucianism Freemasonry A lot of people think that she might have Went to France at the time, there was a movement called co-freemasonry because, as most people know, men or only men are allowed in the Freemasons. One exception, though. If you join the Freemasons as a man and they get a sex change, you can't get kicked out.
0: Hmm.
1: So, any women, if a woman wanted to get in, they'd have to change to a man, get in, then change back to a woman. I don't think you can do That's that. That's expensive. I don't think you can do that. I don't know.
0: I don't know if you can get a penis to not get a penis. It... I don't know how it works,
1: but there was co-freemasonry was going on at the time, which allowed male and female memberships. And with how much she knew already from her family and her teachers and her social status and, and that pocket, the 500 or yeah. twenty million dollars million, I'm sure she could have got in
0: yeah because all they saw
1: was chinging there that was one theory then there was also the uh french cathedral of schatesch
0: shot shot shata.
1: however you say it chicago <laughs> <laughs> but it was a eleven circuit labyrinth that in the initiation tradition of the ancient mystery schools whatever the ancient mystery schools are people talk about it all the time not sure what it is but it's a big thing is the ancient mystery schools. And it was a way for them to test these initiates and test them of how good their intuition and stuff like that is to see if they would be a good Mason, basically. So a lot of people think she might've gone there to learn about it and learn of just the different Masonic symbolism and, just mysterious structures like the Rosalind Chapel, which famously has the stairway to nowhere. There's also one in New Mexico now that was built recently. It's a church that has a stairway that goes to nothing.
0: They're falling together.
1: Yeah. But she eventually finally moved to California in 1884. She originally moved to the Bay Area. I guess she wouldn't be on the beach. But she, she moved farther inland to San Jose because she had uh, cousins that lived in that area. Her cousin's Enoch, her cousin was Enoch and her nephew George. George ended up becoming like a politician. George like Party. a governor. Yeah, yes, yeah. He ended up becoming like a governor. but they were both part of the Bohemian Club in California, which is another secret organization. Like if you've ever seen a conspiracy series video, you've heard about the Bohemian Grove and like all the politicians praying, they're not praying. They're literally just having a fucking party. That's what the Bohemian Club is. I looked into it, and it's like a three-week vacation. Three, or two weeks, three va- three weekends. So a three-weekend vacation where they just party like a motherfucker. That's all it is. Like, they would have stages set up with, like, uh, dramatic plays and, like, comedy skits and then eventually musicians and stuff like that. That's all it was. It wasn't anything, like, creepy. It was just, like... It was a party where only the elite of the elite could go.
0: So it was like the 1800s Warped Tour.
1: But of like the people with a lot of money. Okay, so it was the 1800s Burning Man.
0: I guess. It was the 1800s Coachella.
1: Coachella, anybody can go to Coachella. I see a lot of people that like it. There's a lot of titties and ass everywhere. Now I'm going. A lot. Like girls dress wonderfully at Coachella. When you said that uh,
0: Sarah moved to the Bay Area because she wanted to buy the beach.
1: Was that like San Francisco? Is that the Bay Area? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, On, do you think she looked in a bathing suit?
1: I don't know. I don't know her dimensions. Wasn't it back then? Like, ass wasn't like it is now.
0: No, it was like a full fucking suit.
1: Was she allowed to wear a bathing suit? I don't think so. I think that was like in the early
0: 1920s to 40s that they started. Yeah, because remember
1: people used to jerk off to ankles. (laughs) Lose their fucking mind to some ankles. Are we sexualizing Sarah Winchester? I don't care. It's our podcast. We can do what we want.
0: And we don't have a labyrinth of a house to escape her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But she she bought the eight-room farmhouse up in San Jose. San Jose, and then after she purchased the house, she hired a crew of around 20 carpenters in the beginning and began a 38-year building project. The workers had to rotate shifts. They worked constantly, and from what I heard, they paid. she paid them very, very, very well. She paid them double the wage
0: because of how much work they had to do, and she wanted it to be around the
1: clock. Yeah, she would. She no time off. So O T O T O T. Drake song. Sorry. And there was
0: there was no OSHA. There
1: was no union back then. Oh yeah, then. dog. They didn't give a shit. If you wanted to nail a gutter in, you just stand it on a couple of people's shoulders. Yeah, Fuck pretty much. Yeah. But they they worked rotating shifts. There was no master plan. It was just Sarah would come in be like Enrique, I want this staircase. And that was about it.
0: Jose. <laughs> Jose. Me, Alma, Sarah. Build door. No, no, no. Build door.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was good. All right. They, they The house eventually grew and grew and grew and grew to, it was seven stories at one point with over like almost 600 rooms and then there was a nice little earthquake cuz you're in California yeah yeah in 1906 it knocked down like three stories so now it's only four stories high still a big ass fucking house but she was like okay i guess four stories is the limit the earth got mad at me but
0: the the house was built on um a, a foundation uh, i forgot what they called it but it allowed for the house to pretty much wiggle when there was an earthquake, like move with the quake. It was, I think it was like a shifting foundation or something like that. But if there was an earthquake, the house moved with it.
1: Yeah. Which was ahead
0: of its time.
1: A lot of shit she did was ahead of its time. Yeah. She had fucking elevators.
0: She had elevators. She had, they originally
1: uh, were hydraulic, but eventually electric.
0: Wool insulation.
1: Yeah. Wool insulation. She was Uh, like the first person to ever do that. A Sewage draining system. And uh, she had her own like water plant, basically, like uh, all her, all the water in the house and I believe electricity in the house was supplied directly from her own, I guess you'd say generators, but her own fucking power plant. It wasn't like hooked up to California. Yeah. It ha- it was so large that at the time it had to be supported on its own. I guess with the Benjamin Franklin design. Fucking idiot.
0: Yeah, Beyonce ain't got shit. On Sarah Winchester.
1: That is a big-ass house, but, I mean, I don't think it's the biggest anymore. I I think... Not not since the earthquake, no. If I remember reading correctly, Jay-Z and Beyonce bought the biggest house in California.
0: Well, I'm just going to say that Sarah Winchester was more bougie than Jay-Z and Beyonce. Uh,
1: During her time. I mean, yeah, for her time. But, okay, today's age, how many Louis bags do you think she'd have? Oh,
0: this bitch would be walking around... She would have one of her 900 closets. She would have yeah. probably have all 900 closets. If you took... Full. Full. If you took what she got in inheritance and today's money, which was half a billion, she would have Louis Vuitton bags just laying in the floor.
1: She'd look like Jeffrey Jeffree Star's closet.
0: Yeah, or his vault.
1: Yeah, the vault. Yeah. I watched that video. Like, I fuck with Jeffree Star. I don't care what it was. I don't watch, like, the makeup tutorials ever since the Shane Dawson documentary. I've like watched like the IRL stuff. I'm I love one of a kind things and how much like one of a kind shit Jeffree Star has is insane. We're talk, we're supposed to be talking about Sarah Winchester. Tangents. Tangents. But anyway, the house the house is fucking insane. It's there's it's like miles of hallways and shit. Some of the weird things. So there's there's passageways and stairways that create shortcuts. That literally make you think you're leaping from one side of the house to the other. It's pretty insane. There's rooms with there's rooms within rooms, staircases that lead to nowhere. There's a door that opens into a fucking wall. This shit makes me think of an Acme cartoon when I think about the house.
0: Every time I think about the door to nowhere, I just imagine somebody running out the door and then doing the Wiley e. Coyote thing, looking down and holding up the sign that says "Help."
1: Yeah. The, there's there's 47 chimneys in the house. Some of them are covered by a ceiling. There's how many? There's only, what, like 12, 12 actual fireplaces, but 47 random chimneys.
0: Which you would think if there's 47 chimneys, there's 47 fireplaces, but no, there's only 17.
1: Okay, yeah, it's, it's so, so weird. Some
0: of the fireplaces were wood burning, gas, or coal.
1: There's skylights that are covered by a roof. There's skylights that are covered by other skylights.
0: There's uh, skylights that peer down into rooms.
1: Yeah, they're they're built into the floor. There's tiny doors that lead into large rooms, and there's big ass doors that lead into tiny rooms. This is so Willy Wonka. It's so weird. There's the that second story door that's like the famous photograph that just leads into nothing. If you walk out it, you're gonna fall on your face. Two stories. Hmm. Literally just leads out into the yard. There's uh, upside down pillars everywhere. There's the number seven, eleven, and thirteen are extremely repeated throughout the house. Thirteen the most. And it's with like the number of things. It's not like she posted the number thirteen everywhere. But like like one room will have like thirteen windows. Yeah, she had an
0: obsession she had an obsession with the number thirteen. Um there were thirteen panes of glass in the windows. There were thirteen hooks that uh held her robes that she wore into the seance room. Thirteen robes. 13 robes she got a chandelier ordered and sent to her that had 12 torches on it she got one of the welders to add a 13th yeah
1: it's it's crazy but the house is the house itself is insane there's a lot of speculation of whether it was being built constantly for 38 years 24 7 365 some people say that that's impossible or just stupid to think of but she was very adamant of what she wanted. She wanted a final product, I think, but there's also two sides to the story. She also, I don't know if she
0: or the Winchester Estate uh, or Thomas Burnett that bought it later on. I don't know if they hold the record, but they're in Guinness Yeah. for the longest construction of a house, Yeah. which is 38 years.
1: 38 years long, constantly built. But now we need to talk about why the house was built for 38 years. It's, it's considered folklore, I guess. No one knows the true story, but Joseph's going to tell you what the common story, what everyone thinks it is.
0: The story behind the way the Winchester house was constructed is after William and Annie passed away.
1: So this is what the movie's based on, right? No, this isn't is, it a
0: horror movie. No, this is the lore, lore. This is the story, story. Yeah, okay. this is before the movie. Before, I still haven't had a chance to watch it.
1: Isn't it like twenty fifteen movie?
0: Uh, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. So it's pretty recent. And it's is horror, it a
1: horror? It's a horror movie, ain't it? Horror suspense. Okay.
0: After the deaths of William and Annie, Sarah became, of course, depressed. Yeah. She thought she was. She had bad luck. She was cursed. She went to a a, a medium. His name's Adam Coons. Adam Coons. And she would conduct seances, and she would read off. They would do Ouija boards. You know where he's from? Where? Boston. Boston. She's from Boston. Hey, can you ask the ghost where my khakis are? <laughs> they in your the closet. Wait, they didn't have cars back then. <laughs> your khakis are in your khakis. tangent. The medium informed Sarah that she kind of was cursed in a way that there was a Winchester family curse, and she would be haunted by every spirit that was taken by a Winchester rifle.
1: Which is really weird to me because you don't hear about like the Smith and Wesson curse or the Remington curse. Uh, or the Like, ra- are those families cursed to build a house for 38 fucking years? Because I'm sure Smith & Wesson's killed more than Winchester has. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that
0: all the squirrels I've taken out with a Red Rother BB gun are haunting me.
1: Yeah, I mean, squirrels do fuck with us a, a lot.
0: A lot.
1: Especially in my house. Because you can hear every... A, a baby squirrel could piss on my roof out here. Yeah, it. Yeah,
0: Tin roof. The medium informs Sarah about the, the curse, the haunting.
1: There's a bunch of evil spirits that want you dead.
0: That the, the spirits would be coming for her unless she found out a way to keep them at bay. What she did was she built her house into a trap, pretty yeah, much.
1: Uh, it was it was a labyrinth designed to confuse ethereal beings
0: that could walk through walls.
1: Yeah, anyway. sometimes. But she was an extremely emotional. And it was the 1800s. Person. You could make anybody believe. She anything. didn't know what the fuck. Her
0: no, haunting uh, was. That the the medium told her these ghosts are coming for you, and Sarah Winchester stood up and said, "Well, come get this spooky dick, pussy, pussy." <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Winchester's fond, fine pussy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just continue.
0: There are a lot of statistics to go over about this house, first off. After completion, the Winchester house had 160 rooms, including 40 bedrooms, 40 staircases, 13 bathrooms, 6 kitchens, 10,000 window panes, 2,000 doors, 52 skylights, 47 fireplaces, 3 elevators, 2 basements. How many showers? One.
1: Damn, she was (laughs) a dirty bitch.
0: One shower. That's crazy. It was a hot water shower. And it was in her daisy room. It was her personal shower.
1: Daisies are a big part of her life. Yeah. Uh,
0: But all of these statistics was before the earthquake of 1906. Okay. Uh, It has since been cut down because there's only like 950 doors now and only like this many rooms. Yeah,
1: earthquakes fuck shit up.
0: Yeah. Um, Like we discussed, uh, Sarah was obsessed with the number 13. You can tell by looking around inside of the winchester house that there are 13 hooks in some closets yes 13 blue and amber stones in a special window she designed also some of the windows in her house were designed by tiffany tiffany the tiffany company
1: oh really yeah they've been around that fucking long oh yeah oh that's crazy I and didn't know
0: that. what i didn't know is tiffany is not a she dude it's a he
1: why do you name it tiffany
0: I don't know. After some bitch he liked. <laughs> Probably. Why do I always name stupid shit after bitches we like? Uh, 13 ceiling panels in the entrance hallway. 13 windows in the 13th bathroom. And even more. It is. I'm sure it's impossible to count in this house. Aside from the obvious, like the staircase that Casey mentioned.
1: Leads to nothing. Leads Just in, goes
0: straight into the roof. Leads into walls and windows or they look into other rooms there are a lot of architectural oddities in this house without talking about the d- staircases and drops. Uh, one that sticks out after you visit is there's no floor or ceiling that is tucked between her bedroom and the undeniably spooky seance room.
1: So it's like an open, it looks hallway? like it's floating. Oh, okay. That's weird. Uh, so you can't walk from her bedroom to her seance room. Um, uh, is that what it means? I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird, though. Well, it's like it's floating. She didn't like
0: she did want the spirits to follow her to her bedroom. That's why it's so twisty-turny to get there.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And the seance room. That was like her sanctuary, her fortress of solitude. Yeah. There's been millions of people that have visited this house, of course.
1: Yeah, it's a huge tourist attraction. They've sold it very, very, very well.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the famous visitors to the house was one of my personal heroes, Harry Houdini. Houdini decided it'd be a good idea to try and bust the myth that there were ghosts in the South Bay home and attend a seance in 1924. He failed. So he experienced some spooky spooky or he he, I don't know, or nothing happened It's one of the top 10 most haunted places alongside the Amityville house and the tower of London.
1: I'm sure the Amityville house is a lot fucking scarier
0: longest continuous house construction, 38 years. The only time work slowed down was after the 1906 earthquake rocked the estate and the Bay Area causing damage that's still visible.
1: would of it killed anybody? Because uh, those carpenters lived there.
0: Uh, there was uh, one worker death and I, I can't remember what from, but I don't think it was from the earthquake. But during the 1906 earthquake, Sarah was older and the house was breaking apart it trapped her in her daisy room.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember.
0: And the her staff had to dig her out. And from that moment on, she's like, I am cursed. The spirits are angry that I'm not building it to their liking.
1: No, dog. Those are tectonic plates. Shifting and touching. Inside the earth. It's nature, bitch. It's nature, not ghosts. Um,
0: You know, the inside is pr- pretty. I mean, I've always wanted to go. It's It'd be awe-inspiring.
1: Yeah, that'd be really cool to visit, for sure. I've
0: always wanted to. But the outside garden is just as beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah, I'd imagine.
0: A $20,000 English yew tree that towers over 12,000 boxwood hedges.
1: you say a $20,000 tree. Yep. Why would you pay $20,000 for a tree? She got
0: the money. All she had to do was wait, like, not even a month. That's crazy. And she got it. 1,500 major plants, shrubs, trees, and even greenery called Monkey Puzzle, which is native to Chile.
1: It's probably like monkey grass. Probably. Which is
0: just a weed. But the reason why the house is built like this is to confuse the spirits that were haunting Sarah Winchester from what the medium told her. Yeah. She was afraid that the spirits were going to find her, they are going to hurt her, or kill her, so she would have seances at night and talk to these spirits the way that they wanted the house built.
1: Yeah, she would have these seances every night at midnight on the dot. She would ring the alarm bell in her house at midnight to tell the spirits, it's time for the seance. We're about to get started.
0: Class is in
1: session. Then at 2 a.m. on the dot, she would ring it again to tell them that it was time to stop. The seance was over. Even though... (laughs) Ghost on no time, no. There the there is no time in the veil. She she would use a Ouija board to talk to him and little little thingy for the Ouija board. And I forgot would, what that was called. She would wear a robe every single time. She had thirteen different robes, all colored differently. She probably had to have some like pastels and shit because there's a lot more
0: whatever That's, was trending.
1: Yeah. But she she would have these robes. There's 13 of them. She would wear a different one every single time in order, very meticulous about it. And it was it was just really weird that sh- these ghosts are the reason this house was built, or I should say spirits. She says that it says they're spirits, but she also slept in a different room every night.
0: To confuse the spirits, of course. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like they weren't going to know what room she was in. Mm. Uh, not
0: even her staff would know.
1: Yeah. She wouldn't tell anyone where she was sleeping that night or what she was doing.
0: She would have the seance and the spirits would tell her how to build a certain thing.
1: Build this door to go nowhere.
0: Uh, she would hand draw the plans and then hand them to the foreman in the morning.
1: You ever wonder what, if the spirits are speaking to her, like what kind of accent they have? <laughs> I wonder if there's some hood ass motherfucking spirits.
0: Hey, hey old bitch. Let me, t- let me learn you something.
1: You know what'd be funny? You take the staircase, you just go straight to the roof. Hey,
0: hey, hey old bitch. You know what'd be funny? You know what uh, hey 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 hey. You know you funny, girl. If you just had a door, you just drop drop a fool out of it.
1: <laughs> it's it's a crazy, crazy story. uh, It's a crazy, crazy house. truly is. It truly is. I always channel this house
0: when I'm playing The Sims. Oh, my God. I build a labyrinth and whoever survives gets the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I get a God complex. That's what Sims is, is you're playing God. One of the funniest things I've ever heard. Side note, I'm sorry. Have you ever read Sims patch notes? Uh Uh-huh. It's one of the funniest fucking things ever.
0: My favorite is you can't hold a baby while driving a car.
1: (laughs) Or the fact that if if there's a fire in a school, the students are not allowed to leave. (laughs) The game will not let the students get out of the school if it's on fire. It's... Oh, my God. Anyway, tangent. Back to the Winchester Mystery House. So... That is the ghosts.
0: But what is the real reason why Sarah Winchester built the house this way?
1: Or the theory? There's there's a theory that's, I think, more credible than she was being chased by evil spirits. So when it comes to the evil spirits, there's there's this article I found. It's super fucking long. It's The Truth About Sarah Winchester. And this guy has gone to the house many times for research uh, to learn more things about it. Talk to the tour guides. And one of the tour guides there told him that back in the day, whenever the house first started, they first started using its tourist attraction. The tour guide told them that the owners of the house used to tell them, make this shit sound good. Sell the story. We want more people to come back. So, that, that put a big damper on, like, me believing in, you know, the evil spirits are forcing her to build this house, and she would, she would throw these random building designs in to confuse the spirits and stuff like that. Uh,
0: another interesting fact about the house is she spent $5.5 million.
1: That was pocket change. Well, that was, like, a quarter of what she inherited. Yeah. Uh,
0: The craziest thing that I've read is the house is only valued at $5,000. After she died, it was valued at $5,000.
1: So the people that bought it as a tourist attraction bought it for five grand?
0: No. The man that bought it, Thomas Burnett, he bought the house at auction for just $135,531.50.
1: Okay. That's that's wild. Which
0: is less than the value of the acreage the house sits on.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay. The true I'm not going to say true. The theory that I like to think is the truth. Is that a good way to describe it? The
0: alleged truth.
1: The alleged truth, the theory that a lot of people have come to when it comes to Sarah Winchester. So, the reason she built the house. So she was when she was young, She was exposed to a lot of Masonic, Rosicrucian, Baconian, all these concepts. And the labyrinth aspect of the house is what truly is what sold it to me. It is a test for initiates. So in the ancient times, in these ancient schools, they built these labyrinths to test an initiates. uh, How do you say it? intuition and things of that nature when you your first degree normally in those ancient schools was to go through these puzzles through these labyrinths and since she was so intertwined with with bacon and with these rosicrucian freemason all this stuff i feel like what she did was when she when when william died and Anne died she threw herself into a frenzy She didn't know what to do. So she went to France or to Europe and she decided I have all this money. And she probably joined one of those Mason groups in France. And she was like, bitch, I know everything you already know. Don't at me. And she took over that chapter or something. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But I think she wanted to build this house as a test for the initiates of, I feel like she was trying to start her own chapter.
0: I think that house was the lodge.
1: That house was the test. That house was the labyrinth that these initiates had to pass to get their first degree when they first go in. And you see it a lot in Bacon, Sir Francis Bacon. He is the biggest influence on Sarah's life, even though they never met. When when she looked into like the Pythagore Pythagorean, not the Pythagorean theorem, I ain't talking math, uh, but I am talking numbers. So numerologists use the Pythagorean table, and it's it's a way for you to break down words into numbers. Right. So you have Sarah, Sarah's name equals 20, which simplifies to a two because they don't use zeros. Part E equals 31, which simplifies to four. So her name is a six. But if you use her full name, Sarah Lockwood Pardee, it adds up to 25, which simplifies to seven. Seven is extremely notable inside the house. But then if you take her full name plus her regular name it equals 13, extremely throughout the house. And it, it just, it keeps growing and growing. When you look at these numbers, I feel like some of these numbers are a fucking stretch. A lot of the times, these numbers are a f- big fucking stretch. But for instance, in a different cipher, both Sarah Pardee and Francis Bacon both come up to the number 51. A but if you include her middle initial, it comes out to 54, which reversed, corresponds to Shakespeare. That's a fucking stretch. Like, no, bitch, one's 54 and one's 45. You don't flip it and reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> but... It all comes down to this, this science of numbers and the fact that she was so far deep intertwined with Bacon's teachings that I think she took it and fucking ran with it. Because apparently 13 is a very pot, like important number inside her life and that's extremely symbolic with how the house is laid out. So what most people think is this house is a puzzle or a labyrinth for the next initiates for these ancient schools. Like I said with Rosicrucianism, these people that follow those teachings believe they have acquired a higher wisdom than normal people. So she feels like if someone could pass that test, then they could also acquire that higher wisdom, essentially. Was she playing God herself? I think she was
0: trying to, but in my opinion, I think that she read all this numerology stuff and just thought that it was just
1: the neatest thing ever. I think she went on a power trip.
0: Yeah, like, I have this money. I have this knowledge. Bow to me.
1: And, I mean, there is there is so much shit when I when I when I tell you there is so much shit to go through when you fall when you dive deep into this this theory of the house and the numbers and it's it's fucking crazy it's it was way more than I had time to even think about going into the rooms were laid out to the Fibonacci sequence yeah mm huh. it's it's insane it's i wish i had like two weeks to sit and read through the i'm gonna link this article in wherever i post it because i have to sort this is where i got most of my information from it's fucking crazy i wish i had the time to dive into this and truly understand it but i don't know anything about sir francis bacon I don't know anything about his doctrines. I just know he turned words into numbers and numbers into words. That was his thing. It was all numerology and ciphers is what his big thing was. And I think he was too smart for his time. And he inspired a lot of people that maybe did some shit they weren't supposed to. Or went off the deep end believing in stuff that they shouldn't have. I don't know. I don't know which story is more believable that she built it as this way of defending herself against evil spirits of everyone that died from a Winchester rifle. It doesn't make sense. I feel like that's a little like maybe if she murdered her husband, that'd be different. Yeah. But he died of a disease. Like maybe if he murdered William, then I'd be like, well, yeah, he's haunting her. Or like, if she killed the kid? She didn't kill the kid.
0: Maybe Mister Coons was just trying to make some money off one of the richest women in America. I
1: think he was. He just sold her some I shit. Think he was just. But there's also no proof they ever met. There's no way to cooperate. They ever met.
0: I've heard conflicting stories and I've seen conflicting documentaries. I didn't know it was a male until you told me. Yeah. Because every documentary I watch is like. Sarah Winchester contacted a medium and when it shows like the little reenactment, it's always a female.
1: Yeah. It was Adam Coons. And she also, Sarah had a maid or like this live in nanny person, whatever that said she never saw, which it's believable. That she never saw, but she says that Sarah never involved in this spiritual seance stuff that that seance room was never fucking used. It was never used for seances but obviously she did it at midnight and she probably didn't want anybody near if she did but the way that these two stories lay out both puzzle my mind and i the only thing i know for sure is that in her will when she left the house to her lawyer to sell she 100% made sure that these that her, her lawyer knew that this house needs to stay intact in that I don't care what it's used for, but it has to stay intact. When well, I'm telling you last night, I was up till 11 o'clock reading through this article. I walked into that room and I looked at Amanda and I said, my brain hurts. <laughs> That's the first thing I said. I, oh my God.
0: I, I brought up this topic to Casey because um, we, we switched back and forth on topics. And I'm pretty sure he just thought, ah, oh, he just wants to talk about a silly old ghost story. I was like, it's story. a haunted
1: house. He like, wasn't. this is going to be cool. We can look into it, see what happened. Because I knew nothing coming into this. The only thing I knew is what Joseph's told me.
0: He, he read one article, then another one.
1: Like, I, at first I looked to the Wikipedia, and I was like, okay, this doesn't really have shit in it. So I look at some other stuff, and then I find this. It's the truthaboutsarawinchester.com is the name. And, oh my God, it is... A deep deep dive like you think conspiracy like i guess this is a conspiracy theory yeah I, it's really what it comes down to because this is technically a theory
0: We'll we'll never know the true intentions of sarah winchester because she passed away in 1922 and those secrets died with her and then the state of california after everything the executor of the state blah 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 The state of California was like, looks like we got another tourist attraction. So they sold the ghost story.
1: So this says, it says, did she emulate Bacon leaving behind clues designating someone to whom her legacy would be passed? If so, how would she have conveyed the message? Of course, in the numbers, the inheritor of her legacy would have a thorough understanding of the numbers and somewhere in the entire display of the house in Sarah's numbers Would reside a set of numbers that specifically reveal the inheritor's identity both in name and date of birth so it's it's saying the same way that you know like bacon in those there's one story in the last sentence of trolius and chrysanne he said he demonstrated the cryptic winchester goose message people thought that bacon could see through time and it's like did he truly foresee sarah winchester taking his message and living it on. And does she think that if she left a specific name and date of birth, that that person will, that initiate will find it in a place that has never been seen in the room because they're still finding new rooms, aren't they? Like, Mm. I think they're still finding rooms that haven't been explored someone would have to truly understand the numbers and the way she built out this puzzle to find. And what this is saying is that they're going to complete this labyrinth, this puzzle and find their own name and date of birth at the end. I didn't know that. That's what is theorized.
0: I I've been obsessed with this house since I was a teenager and I did not know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Not a, some, Shyamalan some twist. National treasure, you know, like.
0: Dan Brown bullshit. Yeah,
1: this this crazy, just okay. old theory. It's not Knights Templar, it's Masons, but still, like.
0: Here, here's what I'm thinking.
1: The secrets that they have.
0: Here, here's what I'm thinking. We go to the house. We're smart We go to the house. We
1: gotta research a lot of Sir Francis Bacon.
0: I'm thinking that maybe in one of these rooms, there's going to be some numbers.
1: There, it's not going to be numbers written on the walls. It's going to be... Clues in the room. Clues, like, like the front gate. Like, daisies are so important to her, right? The front gate has a daisy on it. See, it, it normally, the, the front gates would have this, like, um, Freemason symbol or whatever. But instead, it has this this radiant sun with 16 radiance, which is apparently important. It was the symbol that bacon used in all his engravings, but instead of the sun symbol, there is an eight petal daisy. So apparently there's just every little detail that she put into this house was for a reason. And someone is going to figure out why. Whoever this person is, They'll figure it out. Let me see that sun. It is a daisy with a. It's a sun, but instead of a sun in the middle, she put a daisy with sixteen radiance, eight petals. Eight eight is a multiple of sixteen. The the sixteens were. This is going to be a rant, but um, it's not going to make any sense probably. But the sixteen is apparently a reference to sixteen sixteen. Apparently, the most pivotal year of Bacon's life and marked the death of his frontman, Will Shakespeare, and the birth of his new secret society of speculative Freemasonry. And that's when he wrote his third and final Rosicrucian manifesto, The Chemical Wedding of Christian Rosengrutz. And 16 also simplifies to 7. So, it's... Oh my god. I would have to sit for
0: weeks and weeks to fully understand the legend behind the Winchester house and these numbers and Sir Francis Bacon to study this and research as much as possible to try to figure out something, some clue. We would have to take a week off work.
1: We truly would. I would have to take a long time reading this and just racking my brain with the whole puzzle.
0: It's going to look like Jim Carrey in the number 23 up in this room.
1: Yeah, that's, that's truly what it is. It's, it's truly a puzzle is what this is. And you know, it's it's like the Da Vinci Code.
0: That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's we need like to the call Vinci code. we need to call Robert Langdon or right We need now. to call
1: Nicholas Cage. <laughs> 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 or whoever wrote well, the Well, we can call Nicholas
0: Cage because he would just take any role he can get.
1: Imagine they make another movie but it's about this. Not a horror movie, not some like nah, 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 nah. it's about someone They can make it a horror movie, yeah. But they centered around something like this. I'm feeling a mix. mix. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm
0: feeling a mix of uh, the 2018 Winchester movie blended with 13 ghosts.
1: Yeah. That would be fucking incredible. Uh, Damn
0: it, why are we not making movies?
1: I know, right? Someone's going to steal this idea now. No, they're
0: not. Don't take our idea.
1: No, but it truly is extreme. This puzzle is very puzzling. Ah, pun. But it's... It's something I was not expecting at all, because I mean, I've read in the I've read the Da Vinci Code, I've read into it and stuff like that. I understand some of this stuff, but when it comes to these hidden meanings and numerology, hiding these hidden meanings, it just it hurts my brain. When I've been awake since six a.m.
0: <laughs> and here we are, and at I've
1: worked for eight hours.
0: Here we are at ten p.m.
1: It's 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 a lot. It really is. I was hoping for us to do a nice lighthearted ghost story
0: no. about a haunted
1: house and maybe this bitch got like her head chopped off by a ceiling fan but no no her head is very well her I, I guess her head's still intact whatever she's dead we'd have but, to go to
0: Connecticut to find out
1: but it's story's insane so i want to know what story do you like more what do you believe more that it is a puzzle For the inheritor of her legacy. That's what it comes down to. It's built like what the initiates to go through. But it's for the inheritor of her legacy. The one person in the world that is destined for this to be a thing. And it could be any time. Because she technically, in her mind, and what everyone thinks, was the inheritor of a lot of Bacon's destiny. Which was 200 years before. So this could... This house was, she died late mid nineties, 1922. So it could be 2100 before her inheritor figures it out.
0: Be me. Could be you. Could be one of it's the workers. It's not going to be me. Could be one of the workers.
1: It. I. It's not going to be me. I could tell you that shit. Cause I am not, I got too much shit to do dog. I can't lock myself in this office <laughs> for a week to figure this shit out. Because you gonna have to read shit about the Da Vinci Code. You gonna have to read all the shit about Sir Francis Bacon. Decipher his shit. It's no. Well, I'm I'm sure that I have to use all of his different numerology. That's that's probably thing. one of the first
0: clues. Is his theorem. The one of the other clues has to be the Fibonacci sequence ciphers. It's ciphers.
1: Just, just, there's so many out there.
0: How many petals is on that daisy? Eight. Eight. Eight and eight. 16. 16. 16 people. How
1: old I was when I first.
0: Uh, 16. 16 is the age to drive. 18, you're allowed to vote. John Benet Ramsey would have been 18. Sarah Winchester killed John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> I have I've solved it. We're good. iTunes number one.
1: We got it. God, I, I love those so much though. <laughs> I want to talk about John Benet Ramsey. I don't. <laughs> I wonder if there's any new stuff to the story. Uh,
0: there's only the tabloid shit. I
1: yeah. mean, I'm pretty sure the family did it, but
0: the dad was banging Natalie Holloway's mom. Ooh. They met at a convention for parents that lost their children. Jesus. How fucking sad is that? <laughs>
1: That's wild. All right. We're, we're, we right, we're need to wrap this up. God, this is... All of this information blew my mind. And I don't... I hope that next time you bring me something, <laughs> this isn't what comes out of it. I love it. I mm. truly enjoy doing it and looking into this.
0: But when I first pitched this idea, Casey's like, you're leading the fucking show. It's your topic. I
1: mean, yeah. Like you're the one that loves this ghost shit. It's your spooky house. And I was like, and then I I was like, I need to know at least a little bit about it. And I started looking into it and I was like, Joseph, this ain't a spooky house. (laughs) This is a woman that knows a lot of shit. She has divine wisdom. Apparently. Need to close that tab. Exiting out of it right now. I'm done. Okay, that was that was Sarah Winchester and the Winchester Mystery House.
0: Good episode.
1: I enjoyed it. We talked a lot. Odd. We rambled a lot. We went on a lot of tangents, but that's gonna happen.
0: I'm booking a flight to San Jose,
1: dude. I would love, I would love to go to San Jose to see that and eat tender greens. Sure. you know what tender greens is? No. It's like I don't know how to describe it, but it's really good food. Anyway, okay, <laughs> that that's it. We're done. Um, what do we say? Follow us on Twitter.
0: We're on Twitter at the Torn Page Pod.
1: I am lasersgg on Twitter.
0: I am at Joseph Baswell.
1: We're on everything: Spotify, iTunes,
0: Stitcher, Podbean,
1: Stitcher, Podbean. I post it on YouTube. Everything but SoundCloud because SoundCloud wants me to pay money. Now, I already pay somebody money, so I'm not paying them money, too.
0: Wait for this. We're just doing this out of, uh... I
1: fucking love doing it. Uh, it's rough. We don't have much time to do anything. My
0: hair is falling out at a faster rate.
1: We still have to record another episode, which we're hopefully going to do tomorrow.
0: Which will be a more... Uh, I'm going to say... Comical episode because a shit I, show. It's good that <laughs> by the way, we are introducing a new episodic saga. Words,
1: so it's going to be more than three episodes, it's
0: going to be a saga.
1: It's basically what we uploaded last Saturday about when, I, when I uploaded it. With uh, it's just I wanted to be able to put more stuff out basically. And with me researching a topic heavily, like this Sarah Winchester one, I don't have time with working a full-time job to record another, or do the research for another big episode. So I decided we'd do what Joseph came up with the name of.
0: <laughs> yes, I did.
1: Sunday Morning Shit Show, where we're just going to talk about things that are happening
0: Current events.
1: I get yeah. Current events in the news. Um, St-
0: stupid, stupid people.
1: If if I see a news article that like like a the dude that had drug stuff in stuffed in his ass and then cheddar bobbed himself.
0: You love the title I came up with though.
1: Drug bust, n- drug butt nutshot.
0: No, the title I came up with was drug butt bust nut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But that's generally what that's going to be. It's just going to be us really fucking around and talking about a couple of things. Sometimes it could get more serious. It's going to be where I want to put, if we have to rant about something, it's going to be in that, if there's something just that week, like, I really want to rant about the NCAA. Okay. Because I was listening to another podcast and I want to rant about it, about how pissed off I am. So when we record that, it'll be up. It'll usually go up during the weekends. I don't really want to set myself a specific day of the week that I'll put it up. It just depends on how shitty work is when I have time to edit. But the the shit show will go up on the weekends. And then the main topic episode will go up. Usually, I would say Tuesday or Wednesday is what I'm going to go for. This one might not go up till Thursday. But it's going to go up sometime during the week. I'm trying to stay on schedule, but it's fucking hard.
0: I think this episode is going to be one of our um, one of our best ones.
1: I think I think we did really good. I just hope I, I there's a couple of things I gotta chop up. Hopefully,
0: and if anybody listening has any ideas for anything you want to hear about, just DM us on Twitter or just tell us in person.
1: There's my e- the email is the torn page podcast at e- at gmail.com. Uh, I check it every single day. You can email me whenever. You can DM the Twitter. I'll check it whenever or DM us personally on Twitter. Uh, If there's anything you want to hear about, just tell us about it.
0: I hope so. Uh,
1: This was the Torn Page. Is it? This is the Torn Page.
0: Are we really here?
1: Do you want to talk about the simulation? No. (laughs) I'm Casey.
0: I am a simulated human that they call Joseph, air quotations.
1: And we're we're done.
0: I'm going to bed. Bye.
1: Good night. Sweet dreams. Love you. I love you.
0: Um, I love my wife.